Welcome everyone to the Palais. All right, so welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Parlay. We are your host. My name is Woody. And this is Joey. And we are back with another episode of The Parlay. Um, I think we could let we could break the fourth wall a little bit and let everyone know um, that this is by far have been one of the, well, no, easily the hardest episode um, there's been to record. Oh, absolutely. I mean, typically, you know, we have a pretty set schedule as far as our our podcasting every Wednesday at like that eight eight thirty mark. But you know, sometimes life happens, and you know, things get in the way, and you just got to audible and you know make the best of it. Oh, for sure, and that's definitely what we're doing now. So, um, if you hear any audio quality differences, we'll apologize now. But we're doing what we can to make sure that we give a product out to you guys, um, good quality product. I think we have a great episode coming uh, lined up for you guys. Um, sans any guests today, it will be just Joey and I. Um, and so we'll just get right into it. Um, we know that the season will be starting soon. Uh, do you know the official date is March? What is it, Joey? March, March 26th. Sunday, March 26th is the throw off um, for the third, third official season of A7FL Florida here in um, football here in Florida. Sorry, let me say that properly. And um, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Um, I know that we had our we had another official, our first official official practice of the season. Um, I just looked at it on the goat uh, this past Sunday, and it was immaculate. So I'm even more juiced up than I already was for this season. Yeah, man, absolutely. Especially after hearing about the overall over in Vegas, you know, itching just to get out on the field. And then just the number turnout that we had for the first, you know, practice of the year and finally starting to get, you know, build that chemistry, something that we're striving to do for this upcoming season to really compete with the other teams. You know, just one practice in and I'm already excited for the year. Oh, for sure. Um, I like that you mentioned um, fall brawl was going on in Vegas. Um, Let's touch on that a little bit. Have you been uh, following that at all? I ha- I actually have. Um, so over the past weekend, um, the like the pivotal game everybody was looking at, it was the uh, the pit bosses against the um, the Kryptonite, and apparently RTC, the running back for our Kryptonite, brought in all these players from different states, I guess, to beat Trey Robinson and the uh, the pit bosses. And something that I heard KC Cox actually mention on the show is talking about building super teams and something that I, I definitely wanted to clear up, you know, season one, um, it was said that we built a super <laughs> hold on, team. Hold on. Before, before you get into that, just <laughs> 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 ready to go off. All right. So before we get into that, um, I did have a question for you. Do you feel just to toot our own horn? Do you feel that maybe our episode um, with those gentlemen from the pit bosses may have put a bit of a target on their back with um, especially how spicy they were talking. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I, you know, the the brand of football that coach Bartley brings and from what I'm hearing, he's actually a pretty big name as far as like the semi pro. So, you know, he talks his talk and he definitely walks the walk and trade trade definitely has a a target on his back. I see he's pretty active on uh, Facebook um, talking his game. So, I would say he's a more of a, a, a humble, 
um, respectable guy than Devon because I think Trey, he can talk to talk and also walks the walk because I've seen him play. He's the real deal compared to Devon, who put that target on his back for not only the Florida division year one, but also up there when they played the U. I got you. <laughs> right out the gate. Joey's ready to be spicy. But, yeah, I definitely felt that way as well. Um, those guys definitely um, love talking to them. Those are both great guys. And um, I just felt like at the end, um, when we were putting out the podcast, I, I thought to myself right before I hit publish, I was like, this is going to definitely draw a target on them if there already wasn't one um, out there in Nevada. So um, I know you were saying that something was brought up about super team. So um, I definitely just want to give us, I guess, that kind of infamous credit um, for the target put on their back. But as you were saying, super teams, Vegas, go. All right, so something that Casey uh, Cox, <laughs> he brought up, um, that season one when, uh, you know, our Florida division was won, A-team, they won the division, and then it wasn't us collectively as a Florida team saying, hey, let's just acquire the best players from the other team and go up there and try and beat the U. That, that had nothing to do with it. It was actually Ryan DePaul that, you know, we kind of talk, all talked in the in the captain's chat, and he's like, all right, you have a limit of what players you want to pick. And I can rightfully say that nobody from the Ghost uh, went up there and played in Jersey. I know as much as it must have killed him to reach out to me, uh, Devon reached out to see if I wanted to play. And I don't know if I set the tone um, for the guys not going, but I was like, look, like you, you guys just beat us in the championship. There's no way – you know, that I'm going to go with with the team that just beat me in the championship uh, and we consider a rival up there to Jersey to try and play for a national championship. If we if I want to win a championship, it's it's going to be on the ghost. It's not going to be with any other team other than that. So kind of going back to where, you know, as far as super teams, it's not something that the Florida team all collectively said, let's go do this. It was more brought by Ryan to which is which I can understand to make it more competitive because obviously if they didn't bring some of the five or six key players from other teams, it probably would have been worse than the seventy seven to seven game. So <laughs> I can understand where he's coming from. Oh man, I love it, Joey. Um but for sure, everything you said, nothing you said was a lie. Um that was an idea brought upon to us. I didn't think he was gonna throw the man's name out there, but it's out there. We're not editing it out. Um yeah, I think for sure, um, we know for sure no ghosts went up there. Um, I think the guys, everyone that was asked um, individually was going, wasn't going to say yes anyway. I believe, I know for a fact you and Mark were both asked. I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head anyone else, but I know for sure you two were asked and I know you both said no. Um, but like you said, no one was going to go up there and go play and go put on an 18 jersey and try to um, beat them. It wasn't brought on by us. No, like the Florida division can't even collectively agree on anything, let alone it let's put a super team together and go up there to compete. So, yeah, that narrative is absolutely false. That's not something that, you know, we, we conspired on and uh, tried to do at all. And it is scary to think about if they don't bring Elijah up. I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. Maybe the game, certain, you know, things that happen in the game don't happen if Elijah's not there, but I'm sure it might have been a little bit worse for sure. So, 
to clear that up, yeah, no super teams were brought up. Um, there was a suggestion brought on by us. So my question to you, I'm going to pose to you because you got me thinking is, um, now let's say the Ghost win the championship and the idea is brought, upon, brought up to us. Are you still bringing on a super team? No, no, because – you know, we we got there for a reason. We're supposed to be the team to beat, and I don't I don't want it to mess up the chemistry. You know, if we don't have faith in our own team, then why are we even playing the game? You know, absolutely. So I I want to take yeah I want to take the team that we won the division championship with up there, and I want to compete. You know, if we get a seventy burger, we get a seventy burger. But at least you know we can't say look around and say we doubted the players that we started with our core group of guys. Not for sure. I think that was just an interesting question to ask just because I know I know that's never going to happen again. Um, I know the reason why they, they asked that, it was more just for a depth thing. You know, it's hard to travel with people. You're not, not going to travel with your exact same team. Um, it's hard to get, you know, everyone out to a game in-state. So now imagine, you know, even a home game where it's in the city. So add that, you know, traveling. So I understand why. It was brought up to us, um, but that was something I would definitely respectfully decline as well, um, especially now, more now that we have um, a deeper roster than we did that first season. So I love that. Yeah, we- and and I figured – go on. No, go ahead. I'm done. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, I just figured I'd bring it up because I've heard Casey mes- mention it and before Corey's also brought it up. So I, I didn't want anybody to get like a – preconceived idea about Florida that we're just, you know, throwing players everywhere. There's a lot of, um, I guess, preconceived notions about um, Florida in general. Um, some, you know, just thought up, I guess some are from the outside looking in. Some is like just, you know, misinterpretation, misrepresentation um, and statements made by other people when they get on these podcasts. And I think that's the tough thing and the importance of the parlay, um, is to give that proper representation and give that, like we always say, give that platform to the players so that you can represent yourself and your city and your, you know, yourself, your team and the division um, the way that you want to, not just the way that it's seen just because someone got on, you know, the three on one or the other side of the ball. Um, Which brings me to the announcement that I wanted to make to you. I kind of want to do at the top of the show, but it's better I do it now. Um, So this is, more and you have no idea about this <laughs> i want to tell the listeners. no no you wouldn't tell me i wouldn't tell you beforehand um but this is kind of a big deal to me uh i think it's going to be a big deal to the podcast and just as far as um our platform and our reach um our exclusive deal with spotify is coming to the end um so we will not just be exclusively on spotify anymore we will be available on apple Podcasts, i believe google play as well um not on soundcloud sorry for anyone that just uses solely soundcloud but i think that's huge for us that we will be getting on apple Podcasts soon maybe not this episode but definitely by the next episode we will be on apple Podcasts as well oh wow that's that, that's pretty big um, honestly, I don't know anything as far as like, um, like podcasting. I know you're a lot bigger into it than, than me. Um, does that mean that we had to hit like a certain amount of viewers or like, how does that work to get, um, you know, be able to reach out and branch out like that? Well, no. So when I started this podcast, um, it was with a deal through Spotify only and Spotify was going to be the one, the main distributor, the sole distributor of the podcast. So everything was going through their channels. 
now that um, that contract is up by, you know, certain amount of episodes, certain amount of hours, certain, it's like a certain amount, it's a, uh, a few benchmarks. It's a certain amount of episodes. And if you don't hit the certain amount of episodes, if you hit the certain amount of minutes recorded, put out. So if I only put four, let's just say the number was three hours. So if I put three one hour uh, podcasts out, I oblige that that criteria and then I can, you know, then it's the other one. So once they all were hit, then it, the the deal becomes, you know, it, it becomes not null and void because we'll still be through Spotify, but it's not just an exclusive only podcast. Gotcha. Which, okay, that's actually big, pretty cool. Yeah, which is a big shout out to our listeners because they helped. Because um, that's another one is our is our listens, um, our audience size. So again, very. I want to give a big shout out to all our list, everyone who listens to us. I won't, you know, say I won't. I don't like the word fans or listeners but people who listen to this podcast um obviously please share it with your friends um players in the league um listen to it i hope you enjoy we hope you obviously um we try to make it as entertaining as possible and real and honest as possible uh also we know that um share it please share it with your friends your family members so they can maybe they can keep up to date with what's going on in the league the storylines everything that's going on as well um, and to the other divisions as well. So I think it's good insight to know what's going on in other divisions. I know that's, you know, with them having a fall brawl up there in Nevada, that's big. And even being able to hear what's going on in Jersey is, is very up north is also pretty good as well. So that's my big uh, news that I had as far as, uh, you know, Spotify has been great. And I'm not saying it like the heck with Spotify, but we need to be able to branch out our, our audience for sure. So. Um, we'll definitely be on Apple Podcasts as well, and I believe Google Play. All right, very cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. No, I was going to see what you you wanted to get into next. Oh, we could definitely go into because, like I said, super excited for the season coming up. Um, we could definitely get into. We've touched on this with the other guests as well, but I really want to hear Joey. What is your like? You know, by we're taking our ghost hats off and putting them down. All right, did you put yours down? It's it, it was velcroed, but uh, it's it's off my head now. Unfortunately, okay, I got you. I got you. So, um, what do you think is your outlook as far as for this upcoming spring season in A Seven FL Florida? Um. So. There's a couple different uh, factors that will ultimately determine how the season plays out. Obviously, you know, the number one or two teams, uh, I'll give it to the Nightcrawlers, assuming that, you know, they're going to have that full team. Um, That doesn't mean that the Ghosts, you know, aren't going to be able to make the changes because I feel like we've really been building in the offseason. The chemistry is going to be there. So the game's going to be a lot more competitive. Um, You know, if – if the night, what's that? You got to say they, not we. You got to take your ghost hat off. Oh, my bad. My bad. Uh, so the ghost, yeah. If they can build that chemistry, they can, you know, practice how they're supposed to, they're going to be very competitive at that top team for Florida, uh, that Florida championship. Um, now, let's say, you know, Bagway or the other players, they're, they're off playing flag. They don't get that full team for most of the summer or most of spring, excuse me. Um, I can see the Ghosts m- pretty much ultimately running through the division 
uh, again, and we'll see what happens when both of those teams get to the to the final. So I would say no Bagway, no no Super Team Ghost. They bring the Super Team. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot closer this year. So I think one and two are very uh, interchangeable as of right now, depending on you know who shows up on game day. As far as for those three and four spots, uh, you know I'm I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say the Orange. They they make a push. They're gonna be that three team. And depending on how the recruiting at the gas station goes, I'm going to say that the A team is going to be in last place this year. Oh, that is. No, that's not too interesting. Not, not too interesting. That's not too uh, surprising. My bad. <laughs> that was the wrong word. That wasn't too surprising. Um, as much as I would like to, like, always disagree with you, I actually do disagree with you. That's Let me say that. Um, but just not on the one and two. I mean, I think the one and two is pretty obvious um, without any bias aside. As we said, we took our ghost hats off. Um, everything you said is accurate. The ghosts and Nightcrawlers uh, on paper are definitely the one and two team in the division. Uh, when you look at what was added to the ghosts and you look at what the Nightcrawlers already have, and if they keep what they have, um, I think that there's a difference. And again, like you said, it depends on who you get on game day. If you get the team, the you get the crawlers team that showed up in the Florida championship game. And let's say you get the ghost team that showed up game one of the regular season. That isn't the same outcome as far as the, between the score for sure, between the score for sure. That's not the same outcome as the score. And, um, their end result is definitely cannot be the same as well. So um, that's just the difference is who shows up there. Cause you think of the championship game, they were missing the ghosts were missing key pieces. They didn't have Gene Jenkins. They didn't have Avery Harris. They didn't have um, TJ Smith. And again, not making excuses. And I feel like I've made this point before, but you do look at three key playmakers on both sides of the ball that were missing uh, from that game. And, um, so that that you get that throughout the regular season, you know, who knows what it looks like. You said, I think that's the one and two spot where we differ at. I think the A team bounces back. I think the A team um, keeps that number three spot. The question really is the orange. Um, as much as you know, we give that well, me personally, give that guy flat. At least we know what we're getting from Devon Gray. We do not know what we're getting from the orange. You have no idea. We hear um, bits and pieces of maybe some of the players from the orange that left the other teams going back to the orange. We hear of some of the players that have left the ghost that have gone over to the orange. We don't know what, um, maybe if there's any nightcrawler players that left the nightcrawlers and went over to the orange. Um, same thing with 18. We don't know what they're bringing. So it's hard to give them credit for anything. Me personally, it's hard for me to give them credit for anything um, when we don't know what they have. We don't know what it is they're bringing to the table. Um, but we know what a teams bring in as far as um, their quarterback, which is the, you know, the position you need to have locked down the most. So uh, besides, well, no, even longer than you, they have the longest tenured quarterback in the division. So, I mean, we got to give, we give them, hell, I give them hell, but you know, we got to call a spade a spade. So I think they hold that number three position and Orange might be, you know, still a rebuild the year. The, we don't know who they're bringing in, how they adjust to the style of A7. So 
whether they'll be winless, that's to be said. Um, but I don't think that they do enough to beat a team. Well, as far as in the standings, they might get a game from them uh, during the regular season, but I don't know if they're going to beat them in the standings. Fair enough. And uh, I wanted to touch base real quick on something that I really think benefits our our division specifically is that, you know, we have the preseason number three team in the country in our division that we get to see twice a year, if not yeah. Or if not, the ghost will see three times a year. Yeah. And it's very hard for a team to consistently beat somebody over and over again. Especially, it seemed like the ghosts were a little shell-shocked with the style of play that the, the Nightcrawlers brought because they had not seen that type of play style, that game, uh, pretty much the game scheme. So getting to see a team over and over again, it's the game's going to become very closer. And I think Iron's going to sharpen Iron. Iron and the Nightcrawlers will elevate the Ghosts, and then from the Ghosts pounding on the other two teams in the division, it'll help elevate their game as well. Not for sure. I think that's that's what's really good. Is like there's really at the end of the day, there's no real cream puff in the division. I feel like even when you look at some of the the, the ending ending standings, um, a team gave Nightcrawlers some games. You know. Um, Again, it's hard to speak on the orange, but the orange their first year gave the A team some games, you know, where like they still lost, don't get me wrong, but it was a game, you know. There was, I think, there was a Nightcrawler's orange game, which was going back and forth. I, I forgot um, what the final score was, but man, that's what, you know, kind of started one of these, um, one of the weeks. The uh, the results went online, and everyone's like, damn, did they play any defense there in Florida? Because I think their game was like, 54 to 56 or something, you know, high like that. It was like a high 50, 60 point game, but it was like a separation was like maybe two points or something like that. So I think, I think for sure, like you said, iron will sharpen iron and we will get um, some tough games for sure all season. Yeah, ex- uh, definitely. And uh, like, you know, like we talked about, we're just excited to see how this season unfolds. And come March 26th, you know, I'm I'm excited just to see who everybody has week one. You know, I'm, I think we both know who we want to see week one, where we have our personal preferences. If we can influence, you know, the commissioner in any way or the, the, the higher ups on who we get, I would, I would very much want to do that. Well, I think, I think Nick said, when we had him on, that the schedule schedule's already set. I think he already knows who has who week one. I don't think it's going to change. I think that's something that they really want to stay away from. Because remember, we had changes during the season. You know, changes they had to make um, due to everything that happened with the Orange and um, having to bring in Ohio into our division. So I think, but I think they already have the this it's set. So I don't think there's any more influence you can do as far as that. Again, as I'll keep bringing up every podcast, I think our influence is going to have to come down to whether or not we can get that cross state game against um, against Nevada. I think that's the one thing that we're going to really be able to influence. Um, but something else I think we'll definitely be able to try and influence is um, hopefully some of these changes we want to look at, we want to see this season, especially with um, the national attention and everything that happened with that tragedy. I want to say, was that in Buffalo? I believe it was in Buffalo um, with DeMar Hamlin. Cincinnati. It was in Cincinnati? Yeah. 
Okay. So, yeah, that happened on the field um, over there in Paul Brown Stadium. And um, I believe, is that still Paul Brown? I think I that believe, sounds right. Yeah, I believe it's still Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati um, with um, with that tragic event. Um, great to hear that he's back home with his family. Um, that's a true miracle right there. But I know one thing that we definitely said we wanted to see is, you know, um, what can the league provide to us, um, seeing as though we play this brand of football the way we play it, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're not being paid Jesus. We're, we got, you know, jobs that we got to go to on Monday. Some of us, I mean, yourself have a family, kids that you got to go home to and provide for. You know, we're doing this out of pure enjoyment. Some guys are doing it to try and get to the next level. But I think, you know, we're also mainly doing this for the entertainment of the league. And the league, if anything, is benefiting more off of us than we are of eight at this point. So I really hope, you know, I I don't want to use DeMar Hamlin's experience as an example to really kind of kick things in gear. But, I mean, even me, man, I took a step back after I saw the injury, and I was like, that can happen to anybody, any play. It's just a freak accident. But they were lucky enough to have the proper response and the proper staff on there to make sure that they were able to resuscitate him and get him to the hospital, you know, and help help keep him alive, essentially. I just hope that the league, you know, has really looked at that and said, okay, you know, down here in Florida, we don't have a response team like that. I know we didn't have an ambulance at any of our games. And I really hope that they're going to, you know, make that a priority. And we're just not going to go get, you know, some certified dude off the street that, you know, is, you know, CPR certified. Because at any moment, a guy could tear an ACL, uh, broken collarbone, femur, whatever it may be. And the proper response needs to be handled. So, you know. My pitch to the league is, you know, spend the extra money, you know, even if it takes away from travel, I'd rather have the proper staff on hand than, you know, show up in a bus. No, for sure. I definitely can understand that. I think um, a very good question, I guess I'm going to try and find that answer. Um, I love that you brought that up. Um, would be, I'm going to ask Vegas, because I have saw um, they've dealt with a couple of injuries. I don't know how it was handled. Um, like you said, you've been following their fall brawl. Um yeah, they, they've had a couple of injuries up there, and I kind of um, am, interest, am interested to find out how that was handled and what they did and see what it is and how we can implement, you know, either something similar if it was good or how we could do better if it was just all right. You know what I'm saying? I think that would be something great that we could definitely um, definitely do. I'll be definitely inquiring in uh, about that and how that happened, how that yeah. Went. And I definitely think that the uh, the the players in the league would like to know, you know, what to expect as far as, um, you know, their reaction of the whole situation and what they're going to do for for their players for this yeah, upcoming season. They they've definitely got to look into that because, or have to have um, used as an eye opener because again, because of the brand of football that we play, and I mean that happened full pads. You know what I'm saying? Not saying it's more likely to happen with us, you know, but I'm just saying it just it just like you said, it can't happen. And of course, we're not trying to you know, trivialize what happened to him um, at all. It's just an example of, you know, what can happen playing in a collision sport because that's what this is. This is a collision sport. This isn't just a contact sport. This is collision sports, um, no matter if you padded, not padded. So, um, like you said, it's for the love of the game, for the entertainments of the, you know, quote-unquote, uh, I hate to say fans, it sounds yucky, but, you know, obviously the fans of the A7FL, um, 
And a lot of us do it for the name on the back of the jersey as well as the name of the front of the jersey, as in our last names, not nicknames. Um, so we do it for our families too. So I know uh, one of the coolest things ever was a post I saw from a guy, Bobby Newman, that I used to play against and for up in New Jersey. Uh, he had a picture of his child watching him play TV. So I guess, you know, his, his significant other, his wife, um, took a picture of the of their child watching him, I believe, in one, of, you know, obviously a small kid, big old jersey. Um, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just remember seeing the visual of the kid standing in front of the TV watching their father play football on TV, which is, you know, something amazing. Uh, I actually think I, I, I know what you're talking about. The more that you talked about it, the more it started to ring a bell. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to talk about them a little bit more, you know, um, over in Vegas, you know, kids are able to see their, their fathers, their brothers or whatever it is play on an actual like television station. So, I mean, that in itself is pretty cool. You know, we have fight TV. I believe we're going to have a seven FL TV to stream the games. So as far as production, I'm really excited to see, you know, what the league is going to provide this year. Um, Still excited to see what we're going to do down here in Florida because I know we've been a little behind on the ball on that portion of it. Yeah, but I definitely say this is this is the catch-up year. Um, I guess when we had that conversation with Nick, he seemed pretty amped up about the things we were getting. Um, and it's just the thing now is it's just a, a show and prove um, time right now. I think, unfortunately, it's a lot of rumor and innuendo going on right now. I think I said that word wrong. Um as far as what is and isn't happening. Um, but I know now is registration time. I, w- I do want to like use this little commercial time for sure um, to say that uh, for all players, not just, you know, obviously we took our ghost hat off, um, not just ghost players, but for all players, um, now's the time to get registered. I believe, you know, there's a promo code FL23. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, all players, please visit the, the, the site to um, their Facebook page to get the correct code. But I believe that is the code FL23 um, to go ahead and get that discount. I know, again, you're paying for, you know, all your games, playoffs included, as well as um, the new uniforms, which I'm going to tell on myself, especially because I had a conversation with Nick and he told me to wait. Um, I went ahead and dropped a preview to my players and my players only on what our jerseys and only our jerseys are going to look like. But we're waiting for that official drop um, because I definitely want to put it on our social media page. But um, I just wanted to give something to the players, to our our players to, um, you know, give them something else excited about and also give them a visual of where their money's going. So I'm definitely looking forward to the official drop from the league. But I definitely, you know, made my little in my little video and put it out for my players and my players only. So if any of y'all seen it out there, I know that someone on the team is, is running him out and shouldn't be. Um, but I said my players not to tell anybody else, not to show anybody else. This was solely for the ghosts to see um, where their money's going and whether, whether we're going to buy. So um, please players register, register, register as soon as possible. Um, that way everyone can make sure they get their uniforms on time. So game one, if they hold their end, especially if the league is holding their end of the bargain and they have the production up, they want to make sure everyone is out there uniformed and looking, you know, dressed to the nines, obviously come out with your accessories, come out with your fly cleats, do what you do, but definitely want everybody uniformed, you know? 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was pressing Nick a little bit on his post to release the, uh, the new jerseys and I think I gave him like three chances. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like we, we, you got us three chances. We, we should definitely, uh, release it to our team. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but that was about it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to discuss? Um, I think let's discuss this. Hold on. Let's discuss this and then we'll, we'll go ahead and, and, and wrap it up. Um, I I think this is always interesting to see where guys go with this, especially with you and I. And I don't I kind of don't know where you're going, uh, and that's the beauty of this is we don't talk about what our answers are. Even if we go over a topic, we don't go over what our answers are until we're live. Um, MVP, the twenty three season. Who you got? Well, you for, know it, it pains for, me to and, say again for for just Florida. What's that? We're talking about just Florida. No, no, yeah. I got you. It pains me to say this, you know, I it could be a ghost. Um I I'm going to give it to the player that has had the most impact that has literally took the team from 0 to 100. If he shows up and plays every game, I think you got to give it to Mark Bagway. He's being con- considered top 2 quarterback in the league. He's playing both sides of the ball and special teams. If he shows up and he plays, I I got to give it to him. What about you? Yeah, I, I didn't want to agree with you, but for sure, I definitely think um, the MVP would go to him. And it's because of that reason you said, um, like towards the end, the fact that the man plays offense, defense, and special teams. But the caveat again is how many play, how many games is he going to play this season? Um, if he only plays three games, you know, he plays half the, the the season. He only plays three games. Hard to say he's the most valuable player if he only plays three games as opposed to somebody that shows up for six weeks and continue, you know, continuously does it. Um, even if the numbers may not be as spectacular, whatever his numbers may be. Um, I think it's hard for me personally, if I was a voter to then turn around and say, yeah, he's the most valuable player and he's only playing, you know, 50% of this season. So that's definitely um, without saying, let's just say offensive player of the year. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to one of the ghost new acquisitions. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to a Mr. D West. So you know, what? I think he's gonna make a very big impact on the offensive side of the ball. I hate that we're agreeing right now. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely where offensive play of the year goes. Um, again, a lot of this is dependent on you know. We got to call a spade a spade. It's dependent on, you know, like you said, the player that took that team from zero to 100 um, and Mark Bagway. Because I feel like if he doesn't, and let's say Wes gets MVP, I feel offensive player of the year may go to someone else, even though he is an offensive player as well. Um, that's kind of the shaky part. It's hard, it's hard to say, like, the MVP isn't the offensive player of the year and they're MVP, you know, they play offense. It's like, what the hell? But um, I could definitely see that being contingent on that. Um, if not, uh, I could definitely see, uh, <laughs> I don't want to keep sounding like the, the, I could definitely see a wide receiver winning it. Let me say it like that. I can see a wide receiver winning it. If not, um, I have a wide receiver by trade. So I'm going to always be biased. Um, if a running back or a quarterback doesn't win it, if that quarterback and that running back doesn't win it, I could definitely see a wide receiver winning it. Um, defensive player of the year, who you got? 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the well on this one and go back over the night crawlers. Um, that that wrecking ball of a force. Uh, yeah. If end. he shows up, <laughs> yes. If he shows up all six weeks, man, that dude. I, I mean, as a quarterback, you got to know where that dude is at all yeah, times at all because times. that that hit on OG Buck. Oof. That was like, um, he he's he's bringing the hammer. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, he shows up, he plays. Um, I would give it to Deontay Henderson. Yeah. Why are we agreeing? I hate you. <laughs> I tried my best out there. I thought you were gonna go somewhere else with that, but um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue against them again. The problem is we just don't know what the other two teams have on that side of the ball. Um, but for sure, that is a um. That is just for sure, definitely something we would um, we have to look out for, and a very I mean, in, in the running. Go ahead. In the what way. was that? Oh, I, I would say in the running. Um, I would say in the running for uh, backtracking a little bit for also offensive player of the year. I could see um, Gene um, or even any Eddie Bennett. From I believe he's on the orange. Same thing for uh, same thing for defense. I could see from what I've seen that Eddie Bennett is definitely going to be a player to watch. And I would also say, um, you know, if we get if the Ghosts get TJ for a full season this year, see, that's why I was trying not to be a homer. But yes, for sure, um, I think if TJ Smith is there all year in the secondary um, for the Ghosts, that is always a um, contender for a defense play. He was contender. I felt like for defensive rookie of the year as well. Um, he definitely made an impact on that side of the ball. Um, offensive player of the year, Gene Jenkins. I feel like I've said it a million times is always um, an option as well. Um, very dynamic player. Um, we can't count out. We don't know. Again, rumors and innuendo. Last we heard Mark Cooper is on the A team. We don't know if that's, True or not, we've heard conflicting stories. Um, that's always a, a, a offensive player of the year candidate. And um, who knows if he goes over there and they let him play some more defense, if he can make a run there as well. Um, so that's an option also. Uh, and then the, it's hard for the offensive rookie and uh, defensive rookie of the year because, again, we don't know what they have. Um, and all we could do is talk about ghost players because we know the offensive defensive rookies that they're bringing in. Um, so I guess we'll rest there. Um, there is another one that I've been proposing, especially now that we're not in our first season, the most improved player. Um, who do you think that would be? Oh, man, I, I, I got to give this one to my boy, uh, Devon Gray. Um, you know, from where he was, I feel like he went from zero to 100 back down to zero for year two. Um, so I feel like he couldn't play any worse than he did last year. So I definitely think he's going to make some big strides going into year three. And I think he'll get uh, most improved. What a backhanded compliment. <laughs> You're in rare form, my guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like to say um, he threw me off the night. He's such a jerk. <laughs> um, I think for most improved, I'm looking at um, a player that actually it's funny to say a champion is going to be most improved. Um, This is going to surprise you. I think Jonathan Anderson is a player that given the right system can definitely be the most improved player just at the, the leap that his game could go to in the right system. Um, Another player, I'm going to give this to a little bit lesser known. Who? 
Stop it. Who? <laughs> I'm, be- I'm being serious, Woody. Who are you talking about? Jonathan Anderson, man. John Anderson. The defensive, the defensive Who? end, the defensive lineman. He was on. You're R&D talking about or- the dude. You're talking. You're all oh my. You're talking about the dude we specifically ran at because we knew he was a liability. <laughs> yes, Joey. Yes, that's exactly. Well, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna call this play. We're gonna run wherever he's lines up. Ready, break. <laughs> no, no, I, I I could see that because I I know a new player on the orange that we're gonna run run directly at every play now. Oh my gosh, you're so. <laughs> Steven <laughs> Walters. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Go on. No, 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 no. I'm sure the people tuned in to hear me just cackle all day, but um, for sure, I think that Jonathan Anderson is the player because again, we're talking about most improved. So I think this is a guy who could, you know, and he's a champion. Say what we want. The guy was on the crawlers, and he won the Florida championship. So this is a guy that could be uh, most improved as well. Um, I think like, you're so stupid. Well, I mean, I guess if you're counting participation trophies, you sat on the sideline all game. <laughs> Joey, man. Um, I think another one that we could definitely um, count in for maybe most improved would definitely be, and I'm not being funny, Joey, so stop, is Flacco. Flacco's another player that could definitely um, raise his game if, again, what we heard is true. If he did go to the Orange, he's given the opportunity to work in another style defense, maybe a little bit more structured, oh. less free-flowing. <sighs> Joey, stop. I think that um, – He got cut. Did he really? Yeah, he got cut from the from the crawlers. He didn't go to the Orange. He got cut. <laughs> okay, sorry. Fine, he got cut from the crawlers. He went over the – now at the Orange. Um, he had a choice of other teams. He could have stayed in Tampa and went to the A-team. But, no, he brought his talents to the Orange. And I think in that Orange system, he could flourish. You never know. Or, like I said, just improve his game. Because this is the most improved player award, Joey. So, <laughs> he got cut. Yo, you're so stupid. Um, but, yeah, I'll give this to, like, guys that are lesser known. I think those two players are players that you can definitely look out for. I think um, if I'm going to be a homer, let me finish. <laughs> and we could look at a player um, on our own team to get most improved. Um, I think Travis Smalls is another player that can get um, the most improved player award. Um, he had a bit of an up and down season, but I feel like um, if he can elevate his game um, with his film study and his technique, for sure, I think that he can win the most improved player. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'll, I'll definitely say that he's uh, his IQ is very up there. He's very very intellectual when he speaks, especially about defense. You can yeah. tell how passionate he is about it. Yeah, and it you know it, it sometimes takes people a year to adjust to the style and his brand of uh, of game. So that's why I feel like a lot of times this is a um, a sophomore award. Um, I know neither of those two first two players <laughs> I named were sophomores, but. If I'm being, you know, like I said, I was trying not to be a homer, a bunch of ghosts. I think that for sure that that's a a viable candidate for the most improved. All three of them. Yeah, I I can agree. I'd like to see what uh honestly I want to see what Jordan can do over there on the orange if he ends up being their starting quarterback. 
um, depending on the system that they're going to implement there um, and the style just of a seven is if they can formulate uh, more of a pocket presence for him. I know he can throw the ball. It's just whenever he's got to get out and mobile, he's a little bit, you know, not mobile. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't know why I'm on demon mode today. I've been itching. <laughs> We've been off for a week. Uh, it, it's all it's all coming out right now. I'm feisty. You're definitely fight. That is the I'm, word. I'm ready to get after it, bro. That is definitely the word. Is feisty. This definitely feisty. All these compliments are coming with like something backhanded on the other side for sure. But um, it is. I think it's really interesting. I, I we said it before. It's these ple- these players going to new systems and who they're bringing in new. It's all that's like some of the most exciting. Um, times here in in a seven and i mean like i've always told you since off season one it's nasty times you know until teams are registered and rosters are out um it's a lot of rumors that's you know our whole rumor mill episode was about it um there's a lot of you know now's the time everyone puts on their cap because there's a whole lot of capping going on um in the seat and in the league and you know you get a lot of like you know posturing you get a lot of like you know like people stating this, stating that, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to be this, they're going to be that. And, you know, it's fun to hear it. It's the entertaining time. Um, you got to take everything with a grain of salt because you really don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Um, I can tell you about the numerous players that have been in my inbox uh, from other teams. I can tell you about the numerous times, you know, guys have tried to make deals here, deals there. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's nasty times, but it's starting to formulate now because you have to get registered. So you could talk all you want to talk about maybe leaving here, going there, doing this, doing that. But now is when you got to put, you know, uh, <laughs> money to account <laughs> and, you know, check out and get, you know, put on a roster officially. Which kind of brings me to something I want to, uh, I don't want to, I didn't want to go this long, but which kind of brings me to something that I wanted to think about. What's the trade trade debt? Like, you know, there was no trades last year, but is it, you know, this year would trades be allowed? Is there like I know with the uniform turnaround and everything, would they be an opportunity to, you know, cut and, you know, Ooh. and pick up? I like that. Um, and I'm gonna backtrack real quick um and just make an announcement for any free agents that are still left out there undecided. Uh we were talking or one certain thing about the ghost or three certain things there's death taxes and a ghost being in the florida divisional championship so if you're trying to be in that championship come uh come join the ghost but uh i like what you um the trades you know that's very very interesting and the turnaround time i definitely think that's something that we can start uh intermingling with um as far as cuts uh trades and different packages that teams can offer so i definitely be inclined to uh to see what nick and the uh the board you know has to say about that idea yeah i think that's very interesting and maybe that's something we could put out into the we could put out to maybe manifest right there um i i like that little Shug Knight promo you just cut for sure i think i definitely just got an idea for the name of this episode or at least for maybe the art we might do something different on this art and i might like photoshop your face on Shug Knight's body when he was at that award show <laughs> 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 Listen here, if you don't want your quarterback all on Facebook Live, making all these crazy predictions, getting 70 points put on you, come on down to the Orlando Ghost. 
<laughs> you get a championship. You get a championship. <laughs> you get a championship. Yeah, you stupid, man. But uh, that'll be our little glo- uh, ghost plug there. We rarely do those, so every once in a while it's fine. Um, Joey, do you have any last parting, you know, statements, words, ideas? Yeah, yeah. So, something real quick, you know, this is, you know, an internal pod for – uh, the start of the new year um, going forward, man, who would you like to have on the pod? Is there like any specific players get? Um, that's a great question. I think my answer for that would be um, definitely the owner and proprietor of the A7FL themselves, uh, Ryan DePaul. I would love to have him on this podcast and, um, just get to pick his brain as far as like with the, you know, inception of the league and everything. And the amount of times we've had conversations about just football in general and a seven specifically, I would love to have him on. That would definitely be um, a dream guest in the a seven. Sure. I don't know if you're talking about more outside of the ecosystem, but definitely in our ecosystem, Ryan would be the guy I'd want. I like that. And I'm not sure. I know. Other podcasts have mentioned it. A three-on-one may have had him on. I can't remember. But, I mean, if we could land him, uh, I know how bit busy of a guy he is, especially with all the inner work, internal working uh, pieces of the league. To get him on, I would say uh, you're obviously the best way um, with your history in the league. So if you can land him, that, that would definitely uh, be big for the, uh, the podcast. And I have a lot of questions for him, you know, to learn a little bit more about him and, you know, how the league started and just the journey that he's been on to help make the league what it is today. Absolutely. I think one thing, um, not to deviate too far off your question, uh, I think one thing that was cool for me was there was like a post and it was talking about tiers of football and it was going all the way from the professional leagues on down to like, you know, like rec leagues or whatever it was. And um, just to see a seven, in that post in any of those categories. And I think it was like, you know, like a major post. It wasn't like, you know, just some guy from our league made it. Like it was like tiered, you know what I'm trying to say? It was like arena. It was like, you know, CFL, XFL up was there, AFL, all that was up there. Um, and then A7 was up there. Yeah. And we're... Just... Go on. And I just keep thinking, like, I just keep going back and I know I bring it up almost every episode, but I just keep going back to like, being in town beef and, you know, just seeing as it was called back then and, you know, playing on those fields, getting kicked off and like all the like, you know, being on a message board. Like we didn't, we wasn't a Facebook group message, you know, group back then. It was like a message board. Like it's, I know to some of the younger audiences, you can't even think what the hell that is, but that's where like the smack talk was, you know, was done at, you know, it was, oh man, just to see it now where like, we're getting deals with like in Nevada. It's on national, it's on TV, it's on local TV. Like, it's just crazy to me. I would love to hear like, you know, that from his perspective for sure. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the A7 is either a professional alternate division or it's a semi professional alternate division. I believe it's like it's in its own category. So we're, we kind of get to be our own brand of football. Yeah, for sure. And I believe it was. And I think there was other um, leagues in that category, but A7 was tops of that category. So um, I think that was a really, really dope um, piece of recognition right there. So um, who would who would you or like, let's just say the person, the guess you would want? 
so my i'm not i'm not gonna lie mine's a little bit different i don't know if we would be able to get all of them on the pod at once but i feel like it could make for the best content that has been put out there and uh from the different episodes that i've been listening to with the different uh guest that they have on if we could possibly get all of them on at one time and let them hash it out it would be amazing and my star dream podcast it would be og buck from the rare breed (laughs) devon gray from the a-team rashad davis from free agent academy or wherever he's at right now and a mr huff and now my reasoning behind this is because okay. Devon Gray wants to be like Huff, okay? From what I heard, all that's his sole mission in life is to be like Huff. OG Buck thinks he's better than Huff, and if you listen to the episode, he gives reasoning. And Rashad Davis, well, I mean, it, it just sounds like he would be friends with Huff from what he said from his time spent up in New Jersey. Okay. Also, essentially, you want a train wreck of an episode. I got you. <laughs> That's what you want. Oh, absolutely. It would make for brilliant content. Oh, man. That is, you know what? You blew my answer out of the water, Joey. Like, that is really, that would be one heck of a podcast, man. I just think you and Devon on the podcast alone would be great. You and Rashad alone on the podcast would be great. Um, honestly, uh, both um, Huff and, oh, I forgot who else you said, and Buck. On a podcast separately, I think would would be great episodes, and those are all players I definitely do. Um, eh, I mean, I say all, but those, those the majority of those guys are definitely people I want to um, get on. I would love to get CP three on. Um, I see that he's venturing into um, the talk space um, a bit as well. I would like to get um, accomplished quarterback, like you know, uh, my man for BIC. Um, Wow, why am I, thank you. Wow, I don't know why I was. I was. I was going to mess up the mis, the pronunciation of his last name. That's why I was hesitant. And, and then Codrington. Ca- Ca- Codrington. There we go. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was going to butcher it, and that's why I was hesitant. Um, who some people call the goat? I would love to get um, the running back. Why am I blanking on these players' names? Wow. Oh my goodness. The running back from BIC. Oh my gosh. Shame on me. Shame on me. Woody, no, Woody. Bro, no, you... I know. I went to work this morning. I work at I work at four in the morning. I'm up at three. Charge this to my head and my fatigue and not my heart. Um, I am so mad at myself right now for not remembering my man's name. Uh Mosley. Uh Mosley. Courage. Oh, yes. Courage Mosley. Oh my I, I, I was I was let I was let you sweat it out for a little bit. I would I would I would have let you throw out the lifeline. Oh no, nah, I wasn't going to. That was my pride. It was, it was standing up there. Um, courage, man. I would love to get courage on. Um, I could talk about an epic game I had against Courage back when he was on. Um, ooh, the New York City team. I forgot what their name was. Um, but there was an epic battle. Um, when I was playing on the Thrashers against their team, uh, I could show you film from that from that game, Joey. That game was crazy. Um, I would love to have him on. There's tons of players. Um, that I would love to have on both the um, both the brothers Q Bell and Olay. Um, I'm not sure where they're playing. I know they took last season off, but they're originally from the Savage. 
would love to have them on. Um, I think you would really like Ole. Ole is a character. I think you would really enjoy a conversation with Ole. He's a character, but the guy's brilliant in the game of football as well. But you want to talk about one of the more entertaining guys in this league? Ole has, was, and always will be one of the more entertaining guys in the league. Um, and his brother is just a supreme, phenomenal wide receiver. Um, and I would love to pick his his brain about um, his game as well. Um, so, yeah, I've rambled on. Um, but those are definitely guests I would like to have on, uh, as well as many others. Um, you know, we'd like to have Corey Hammond on as well one day. Um, I would love a conversation. I would shut the hell up that conversation and let, just let you guys go. Um, nah, I'm not lying. I would be talking to. But, yeah, those are all great guests. Um, things that we're looking forward to in this year. Um, so that's what, another reason why we wanted to make sure this podcast, the very first one of the 2023 year, um, was just us two. Because these are things that we're looking forward to and the growth of the of the podcast um, between us getting on more DSPs and um, just where we want it to go. So we want to continue build. Again, please, everyone listening, um, please share this with your friends. Um, players, please listen to this podcast. Um, share it amongst your teammates, not just for the tea and the times that Joey goes off, um, but just for information and entertainment and understand that this is your platform as well. So if you want to get on, definitely reach out to us. Um, you know that we have, you know, you can reach out to us individually, but we also have our Instagram page where we schedule players on the underscore parlay, parlay podcast um, on Instagram. That is definitely where we um, kind of like fine tune and like um, organize everything in with getting guests on. Again, it's the underscore parlay podcast on Instagram. Um, DM us there and we're able to get on. Um, if you have any questions, segments, anything like that, I know, Joey, you're interested in starting a new segment this year, and I'm excited for that as well. Um, you can email us, theparlaya7 at gmail.com. Um, you can email us there, any ideas, questions, comments, concerns. Um, and again, once we're, um, I believe, on Spotify and on Apple, you can leave reviews. So definitely leaving a review would be big. Um, I never thought I'd be that guy talking about leaving reviews. Um, but to quote my man, Bomani Jones, um, you can leave us five stars. If you leave us four, we're inclined to believe that you are a hater. Um, but um, for sure, please do that. That will only help um, grow our audience more. Joey, do you have any final parting words for this episode? For, for it? Yep. Yeah. Um, for So it's actually going to go into next episode. We're going to, I'd like to start talking about where the Tampa games are going to be played. Got some big news for that. That's called a teaser. Good job, man. Joe, you are learning week by week. I don't want this podcast to end without saying again, what a great addition you were to this podcast and watching your growth as a podcaster as you drop little nuggets like that moving forward. Um, we're definitely going to have to come up with a, a segment for you for sure. Um, some Joey time or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Come up with a name for it. But um, yes, again, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, this was a very difficult podcast to, to, to record, but we're doing what, the best we can to make sure we get this content out to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking in with us. Thank you for growing with us. Um, we are the podcast. Par- oh, my gosh. How I butcher that, right? Um, we are the parlay, fellas, and we out. Catch you next week.